Coming up next is this month's special series, Focus on Men's Health, on ReachMD XM157. Are some people just born evil? Welcome to the ReachMD Book Club. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, author of You Can Think Like a Psychiatrist, your host. And with me today is Dr. Barbara Oakley, who has been dubbed a female Indiana Jones because her writing combines worldwide adventure with solid research expertise. Among other adventures, she has worked as a Russian translator on Soviet trawlers in the Bering Sea, served as a radio operator at the South Pole Station in Antarctica, and risen from private to regular Army captain in the U.S. Army. Currently an associate professor of engineering at Oakland University in Michigan, Oakley is a recent vice president of the world's largest bioengineering society. Welcome to ReachMD, Barbara. Hi, Dr. Lunt. It's a treat to be here. Your book has to have one of the great titles of all times. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, the thing is, my sister really did steal my mother's boyfriend. So I think that's part of what originally inspired me to do research in this area. Ah, so you were afraid the evil genes were actually in your own family. Well, when people say, oh, you're talking about evil genes and you think you can get rid of them, I say, well, look, this is a book about my sister. So it's not really something that I would like to get rid of. So what did your sister think about the title? (laughs) Well, she's passed on now. And what that meant was that I was left her diaries. So it's interesting because she never intended these diaries for anyone to look at. So it allows you to get an inside perspective on the mind of someone who is often rather diabolical. I'll give you just one example. My mother had always wanted to go to Paris, and late in life, she met a man who decided to make her dream come true. Well, my sister had called my mother and was talking to her, and my mother made the mistake of mentioning that she was planning to go to Paris. Well, next thing you know, my sister had moved up to be in the same town as my mother, and she soon had a brand new boyfriend who was 40 years older than her and on oxygen. And she was on the plane to Paris instead of my mother. And as soon as she got back, she dropped the guy like a hot rock. And you wonder, why do people do things like this? Hmm. And that's one of the sparks that got me started. You know, I think it's one of the reasons your book is so readable is that you combine not only the research, but that personal twist. Yes, I think so. I mean, I make no pretensions of being a psychologist or a psychiatrist, and I am deeply grateful for the work that has been done in this area. But sometimes I do think it helps to have someone from the outside take a look with a fresh perspective, kind of toss away some of the old dogma, and set things out in a new way. And that's what I tried to do with Evil Genes. And of course, I tried to make it a fun book as well, because gosh, talking about evil is a pretty nasty thing, especially if you go on and on about it. But there's actually a lot of interesting aspects and sidelights of Machiavellian diabolical behavior. And I try to bring those kinds of sidelights to life in the book. So tell us about the scientific research. How do we get into the heads of people like Hitler, for example? Well, in the past, people have tried to get into the head of somebody like Hitler. Well, for one thing, there are literally dozens of diagnoses of Hitler. Everything from borderline personality disorder to psychopathy to sibling rivalry, believe it or not, in a very recent study. 
Most political psychiatrists and many other healthcare professionals might label a person like Hitler as suffering from a condition known as malignant narcissism. That sounds close enough to a diagnosis that most people are satisfied. But if you start poking around on Medline, what you see is things get strange pretty fast. For example, there's 5,000 solid scientific studies on antisocial personality disorder, 3,000 on borderline personality disorder. But then if you go look at malignant narcissism, on which there are plenty of social science papers, there is not a single scientific study available. Nothing. Really? There's no science there. But what it does turn out is that many of the solid scientific studies of borderline and antisocial personality disorder are very much relevant to the kinds of duplicitous, manipulative, non-empathetic behaviors that are seen in people like Hitler, Stalin, Mao, and more recently, like Saddam Hussein and Slobodan Milosevic. Now, do we get any information from identical twin studies about this sort of behavior? Oh, yes, some very interesting recent work has been done by Essie Viding at King's College in London. She was originally motivated to do her work because she found that some children seem to be completely resistant to any kind of behavioral modification. They seem to just have psychopathic-like traits, and there was nothing that they could do about that. So what they did was, there's a gigantic twin study called TEDS that's in England. So she started examining some of these twins. What she found was that if one identical twin showed strong psychopathic-like traits, The other identical twin did as well, but if they were fraternal twins, that relationship just didn't hold. I mean, it was a little above average that the other fraternal twin would have psychopathic-like traits, but not nearly as markedly as with identical twins. This gives strong hints to the fact that some people do indeed carry a set of genes that predisposes them towards psychopathy. So, in other words, you're saying that some people are just born bad? Well, before I answer that, I'd like to remind your listeners of something. In the 1950s and 60s, autistic behavior was firmly believed to be caused not by some genetic anomaly or combination of genetic anomalies, but by cold mothering. So what this meant was, in a family that had an autistic child, not only did they have the burden which is extremely difficult of caring for an autistic child. But they also had the burden of being blamed for it by society. It was their fault for the child being that way. We're in much the same situation now as we were back in the 50s and 60s with autistic and even schizophrenic behavior. We often look at a child who is really showing poor interactions with others, even an enjoyment of hurting others, And we say, oh, well, it's bad family environment. That's clearly why this child is this way. But sometimes it's not that at all. It's sort of a bad confluence of perhaps genetics, perhaps environmental factors, even such as viruses or, of course, stress. But all of these things can combine and make one child, for example, in a family of five children, to be really a troubled child. And the family may be doing everything they can to try and help this child, but it's very difficult when it's something that appears to be hardwired. So 
Yes, I am saying that some children do appear to be just plain born bad. And I think it's time for society to just pull their head out of the sand and say, look, we're not just sticking some sort of a label on these kids that just consigns them to the dump heap. We're saying this is an important area for us to do research in because these are children and families who clearly need help. If you're just joining our discussion, you're listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is Dr. Barbara Oakley. We are discussing her book, Evil Genes, Why Rome Fell, Hitler Rose, Enron Failed, and My Sister Stole My Mother's Boyfriend. Now, Dr. Oakley, we've touched on your sister and Hitler. How about Rome and Enron? How does that fit in? Well, obviously my book has got a tongue-in-cheek title, but it is clear that there are some deeply sinister, self-motivated people who do make it to the top, to the detriment of all of those people who are around them. For example, thousands of people lost their livelihoods and their life savings when Enron collapsed. This behavior has been going on for thousands of years. You can see it even in the fall of the Roman Empire with its decadent, malevolent emperors. It just seems that there is increasing evidence that higher IQ people who happen to coincidentally also have a malevolent streak have an easier time making it to the top. After all, they're willing to cheat. So Mm -hmm. it does seem that the higher you go in any kind of social hierarchy, the more power becomes available and the higher percentage of Machiavellian sorts of people you'll find. I suspect that many people who are in administration or have worked with administrators might be nodding their heads right now. But, but Especially is, hospital administrators. Oh, well, yeah, could well be, could well be. But this takes place in a lot of different areas, including politics, religion, business, even at a family level. And so that's why what I was driving at with that tongue-in-cheek subtitle, Evil Genes, Why Rome Fell, Hitler Rose, Enron failed, and my sister stole my mother's boyfriend. Do we know what the brain circuits are for evil? Well, I think a big part of that relates to narcissism, simple narcissism. And I'm going to simplify quite a bit here. It seems that there are two fundamental circuits in our brains that relate to how we interact with others and, of course, how we see ourselves. One is that sense of self sort of circuit, and the other is the all other people circuit. It seems that narcissism is a strongly, in fact, the most strongly heritable of traits. And I'm sure that that's something that's also strongly shaped by our environment and witness for that, the sad young superstars who let it all go to their head and start acting in very different fashions. But If you're like me, I mean, I have found myself in the past, I would, you know, kind of shape something I'd be telling somebody if I was trying to help something that I perceived to be a good cause. So I might, like, tell my husband, you know, oh, about a young child who is in need of a little bit of a donation or something like that. And I would make sure that everything I presented was shaped in just such a way to help this good cause, even if it kind of may be lightly misrepresented things. And I think virtually everyone has done something like that to help something that they perceive to be a very good cause. Often you do that kind of thing even not consciously. But for a narcissist, 
they have pre-wired, amplified within themselves the very best cause of all, and that's themselves. That means that they can justify virtually anything they do because, after all, they're just helping a really good cause. <laughs> themselves. Right. Well, thank you so much for being on our show today. You're very welcome. We've been discussing the book Evil Genes, Why Rome Fell, Hitler Rose, Enron Failed, and My Sister Stole My Mother's Boyfriend with the author, Dr. Barbara Oakley. I'm Dr. Leslie Lent. You've been listening to the ReachMD Book Club on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your questions and your comments, so please visit us at ReachMD.com. Our new on-demand and podcast features will allow you to access our entire program library. Thank you for listening. Listen all month as ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals, presents a special series, Focus on Men's Health.